Before we jump into today's conversation, let's take a moment to acknowledge our amazing sponsor, the Academy of Therapy Wisdom. Oh my gosh, we love this platform. They're the place I go now for all my CEUs. Stay tuned for a special offer at the end of the show. Please join us for our next live online workshop, Integrating Mind and Heart, April 3rd through 6th of 2024. This is an experiential, active workshop designed to engage you in brain states that promote relational learning. If you want to get closer, say the things that usually go unspoken and trust each other and yourself to get through the hard moments. This is the workshop for you. Go to whydoesmypartner.com to learn more and register. Welcome to the Why Doesn't My Partner podcast. I'm Jules. I'm Vicki. And I'm Rebecca. We're your hosts. We're also couples therapists and messy humans bumbling through our own relationships every day. We met through our training and practice of relational life therapy. Between us, we have more than 40 years of experience holding hard relational questions with our clients. We're going to bring those questions here. And together, we're going to take a stab at answering those questions. This podcast is not a substitute for therapy. If something you hear in this episode stirs something deep within you about your relationship, reach out to a couples therapist in your area. We also love to hear your questions, so don't forget to go over to whydoesmypartner.com and leave us a question of your own. Here's today's question. Why didn't my partner have an affair? First, ow. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry you were betrayed. Mm-hmm. That really sucks. Yeah. My head's exploding. Yeah. With what? With like, there are so many possible answers. Mm. I think None of them good. Well, I mean, I think, good answers, whatever, but not like good. Yeah. Reason. Well, I think that um, one of the biggest questions to ask is why do people not have affairs? Mm. When I think about why does a par- my partner have an affair, why does not my partner, why do people have affairs? Because they're fun and sex is fun and because it's kind of dangerous and because it's makes me feel like a new person and because it's adventure and because it's exciting. Like Because I didn't know who the heck I was. And when totally right. Like I think for all the people that I've worked with that have had affairs, mm-hmm. the constant, the theme that I hear over and over, and I'm not saying it's everybody, but it's a damn lot of people that I've worked with. Mm-hmm. The, the the thread that I keep seeing is I lost connection to myself. Mm. I, I was going out to look for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I thought that person's reflection of me was someone closer to who I wanted to be. Um yeah, I think I think what happens is a self-justification. Mm-hmm. So there's usually some sort of justification around like I won't get caught or I'll get away with it. There's some sort of mm-hmm. justification around, well, I deserve this or my marriage is unsatisfying, my partnership is unsatisfying and therefore this makes this okay. Like when I ask the question, why do people not have affairs? It's because they really care about not hurting someone. 
because they don't want those consequences yeah. for their family, for their partner. And so if you are a person who has had an affair, this is an excellent episode to take a U-turn and wonder what, what in your headspace, what in your emotional space let you justify that that's okay because X, Y, Z, right? Rather than going to your partner and saying, things are not working. Mm -hmm. I'm even finding myself attracted to other people. That doesn't feel good. I don't know what's going on with me. Maybe it's about me. Maybe it's about you. Maybe it's about us. I don't know. But you could have done that instead of gone and had an affair, emotional or sexual or whatever. And it's interesting, Jules, because I find myself thinking no one wants to have that conversation. Like, right. oh, so, the so now, now we're talking about avoiding something that doesn't feel good. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And that that is often another piece of it, because mm-hmm. it often is hard to have that conversation. That and conversation. So my partner, I can't have that conversation. Well, so so now you're picking between having that conversation or causing a different kind of pain. Yes. And mm-hmm. so, right, where we're, we humans are really focused on what feels good right now mm-hmm. and less focused on what's going to be the effect of this when my partner finds out. Because my partner's not going to find out. Well, that could be one of the justifications. <laughs> and I cannot even tell you how many people have been in my office that thought they were not going to get found out and then did. Right. I would guess almost every single one of them. Oh, right. most. They weren't supposed to find out. Mm-hmm. Or, or the the number of people that have been found out how many times, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, like the, the partners who have had multiple affairs mm-hmm. or or not even maybe they're all different kinds of betrayals. So mm-hmm. one might be a sexual affair, but then maybe there's other kinds of betrayals like, um, well, I don't even need to go into the details, but there's a, a flirtation lot of or an emotional connection where you're dumping all of your emotional energy into somebody outside your partnership. Yeah. Uh, or maybe like turning some external relationship into a primary relationship. If, if you've, if you have um, a partnership that it, that the agreement is that you're my primary partner and you make anybody out there be your primary person, that would be breach of agreement, right? I've worked with lots and lots of poly families Mm -hmm. and you can have an affair that way too, because you're Mm -hmm. breaching agreement. Right. So if I have consensual non-monogamy couple and we had somebody who was off limits, oh, you can have you can you can have romantic relationship with everybody. They're the this one person is not okay. And they went and had sex with that person. That would count. I think that the bottom line is what is, and, and I think a lot of, especially a lot of monogamous couples don't mm-hmm. ever even talk about this, mm-hmm. right? I think this is where a lot of uh, couples who practice consensual non-monogamy have, have a little more, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Communication. Communication. Yes. Thank you. Right. <laughs> they do. But they have better they open communication. <laughs> right. And, and so the, the big problem is what are your relational agreements? Mm-hmm. What did you agree to? Mm-hmm. I remember this was years and years ago, but sitting with a couple and um, there'd been an affair and well, she had said there was an affair and he said, blow jobs don't count. Mm-hmm. So there you're talking about uh, yep. not having an agreement 
on what is and is not and cheating. And yeah, I, you would also say you're still my primary partner. And I've I've you also would. had mm-hmm. I've had many couples in my office who come in debating, not even debating it, but like one partner comes in saying my partner had an affair, and mm-hmm. as it's unpacked there was, they were talking to another person or maybe there was pornography involved, but mm-hmm. there, there's a different um, version of what that affair is. That is not even physical contact. Mm-hmm. Right. Sure, sure, sure. And it is still completely experienced in the relationship as a massive mm-hmm. betrayal. Can mm-hmm. I say one thing? There's one thing that's that I will, I would say universally I promise you, if you are the betrayed partner, if this was done to you, it was not because of you and it was not Mm -hmm. your fault. Yes. I'm not saying your relationship was perfect. I'm not saying something in the relationship wasn't going well. Maybe that's true. But there is no justification for betrayal, period, period. Like if you have a breach of agreement, you have a breach of agreement, and that was that person saying it's. I am justifying this acting out. And so if this has happened to you, I just want you to know it wasn't because you're not pretty enough or it wasn't because you're not handsome enough or it wasn't because you're not enough for someone or it wasn't because you're not worthy of love. What do you guys think? Are you on the same page with me on that? Absolutely. 100% I'm sitting in sadness with that betrayed partner who think who thinks that about themselves. It's often a thought. Yeah, absolutely. And mm-hmm. I want to emphasize with you how untrue it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the whys are really more internal in the person who did the betrayal mm-hmm. and how they justified that action rather than in the partner who was betrayed. Right. And- I just want to also hold a space for that partner who was betrayed, mm-hmm. who is often ruminating over these whys, mm-hmm. often getting stuck in those loops. What did I do? How could I? What? Mm-hmm. I just want to hold that space there too mm-hmm. for what staying in that loop feels like. Mm-hmm. And if you could hear us right now, even 1%, even 1%. Even 1%, that's right. Just sipping in this idea that this is not your fault. Mm-hmm. And if you rebuild your relationship from here. Mm-hmm. There are many who do. Yeah, you know, most, most, peop- most couples who have affairs actually do not split up. If you are thinking about staying, you're not totally crazy. If you're thinking about leaving, you're not totally crazy. This is a crisis moment. That's right. And many couples actually do come back from it. Mm-hmm. And come back different. And come back different. Well, come back. The crisis can be used as a whetstone, as a, as a crux point to really shift and become way more honest with each other mm-hmm. and to have a different relationship. Something that a mentor of mine often talks about is that there's a space where um, that relationship is no longer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That relationship is over. Are we going to make a new one or not? I, yeah, I was. I was thinking. I would hope it'd be a new relationship. I'd mm-hmm. hope a different relationship. Mm-hmm. Something has to change. 
Yeah. And in that space, mm -hmm. if we choose to make a new relationship, we start by getting really clear mm -hmm. about what that contract is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, if you're a couple who's in this space um, and you, let's say you're the one who um, did the betrayal, you're the one who acted out. Um, it's going to be normal to want the hurt to end and for, to want your partner to get over it faster than they would normally be able to get over it. I don't know. Do we get over it or does it metabolize in some way? Or I think it metabolizes. It becomes, mm -hmm. it becomes either, mm -hmm. it becomes a learning opportunity, a growth mm -hmm. edge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. The pain dissipates in time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We don't get over it. Yeah. Yeah. So to give space to get help, this is often something that needs their workshops all over the place. There are, um, we, we run a couple workshops and we've certainly had people who've had affairs there, um, but there are also uh, affair recovery workshops all over. There are also therapists who are skilled at helping through this. So if this is something that happened in your relationship and you'd like to see if you can repair and move forward, this is one of those where, yeah, a lot of the time you need some help. Yeah. And I just want to say a few words to mm -hmm. the offending partner, to the partner who mm -hmm. um, was more out of control. Mm -hmm. You're not all bad either. Mm -hmm. And there was very, very likely something that you needed that you weren't asking for mm -hmm. inside of your relationship. Yep. And you do not need to, to use that to justify what you did. Own the behavior. Own yes. that it hurt someone. Mm -hmm. Own that. Really look at yourself. Mm -hmm. Is this in your integrity? Is this who you want to be? So that if it turns out that's not true, you can move into remorse. Yeah. And you can move into real repair. And and can we give some props to the power of remorse? How? Oh, one of my favorite feelings on the planet. It is so helpful. Mm-hmm. I think so often we avoid it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because we associate it with like guilt and shame and mm -hmm. remorse is necessary. Absolutely. We don't grow without it. Absolutely. Remorse is I did a bad thing. Shame is I'm a bad person. Right. Shame doesn't help anybody in situations like this. It's a very self-focused emotion. Mm -hmm. I'm bad. Oh no, I'm worthless. And it kind of turns in. It's like you almost crumple down into yourself. Um, remorse is, is more of a I did something that affected someone. I hurt someone. I acted out of my integrity. Now I want to fix it. And the focus goes out on what can I do to help you? Which, okay. by the way, is what your partner needs <laughs> if you are a person who has stepped out of your relationship in this way. So remorse is, is your true north. Remorse is the thing. That's the emotional oomph that pulls you from outside of what's okay for you back into inside what's okay for you. So I don't want anybody to stop remorse ever. Mm -hmm. That's right. I don't want people to avoid that feeling. That's a gold. And, you know, we all do stuff that steps outside of who we want to be. All of us, all of us, mm -hmm. in fact, I think are 
culpable of some form of betrayal somewhere mm-hmm. in our relationship. It might not be the big affair, affair mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But it, I think in, in different ways, like mm-hmm. I have worked longer hours than I promised my spouse and my kiddos that I would mm-hmm. be working, mm-hmm. right? That is a betrayal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Breach of agreement, right? Yeah. Lord knows I do that one. Sorry. <laughs> It is. No, exactly. And I do mean sorry because if we can if we can be with the remorse piece, we can actually that's telling you, oops, you're out of you're outside out of, of alignment. North. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Move back in. Move back in. And then there's another piece that's kind of niggling at me that I just want to make sure we mm-hmm. also address. Yeah. I what I see often are when someone has experienced betrayal. It is not uncommon. It is not all the time, but it is not uncommon that um, they may attack from the victim position. Can you define that for people? Yeah. I am so hurt. You need to understand how hurt I am. I am going to keep at you and keep reminding you and keep pointing this out because you need to understand how much it hurt me. And while it's so incredibly true that you are hurt, when you turn that hurt into a weapon and you weaponize it against your partner, that is also causing pain. Mm -hmm. It is also offensive. And so how do we communicate our pain and our hurt in a way Mm -hmm. that opens us to vulnerability and opens us to being understood Mm-hmm. Without opening us to more pain, ah, uh, yeah, the vulnerability piece. I ah, I know you saw my head shake when I you did. said that, and I was like, "Whoo!" I'm just I'm just putting myself in the shoes of of being betrayed in this way, and that's that's not happened in my current relationship, but it has happened to me before. And remembering, I remember this moment in the discovery of a, a sexual affair. It felt like I got kicked in the chest Ah. by a horse. Yes, it did. It was visceral. It was real. It was, and I don't think I would have been open, at least not for a long time to any kind of vulnerability with that. That is so okay. Yeah. I want, I'm just, I'm giving a shout out. Yeah. Like, (laughs) like it was, it is a shock. It is a trauma to the system to have this happen. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's okay. If we don't, if we're not ready for vulnerability right away, it is totally okay for a while. I I guess the piece that I'm trying Mm -hmm. to put out here though, is Mm -hmm. that what, what shifts that Mm -hmm. is if instead of going vulnerable, which we don't have to do, we can Mm -hmm. move into a holding it close place. Mm Mm-hmm. Is we use it as a weapon. I was yeah, just yeah. on attack. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? That there's a difference between not mm-hmm. going into that, I can really open up and connect with you here mm-hmm. and going into this becomes my weapon. Yeah. 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 And as and as normal as that feels and as justified as that feels, it can hurt the wielder of the weapon as well as the person mm-hmm. who's being attacked. That's right. And that's the piece that we're hoping to avoid when mm-hmm. we say that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. 
Oh, just a tender conversation. It's such a tender conversation. I know we should end it. And I, uh, I know, um, I, I usually end with saying, love each other best you can. But I also want to say this, love yourself as best you can too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I know that growth is awkward. Mm. Stay protected and connected. Mm. Mm. Yeah. All right. Take care, everyone. That wraps up this week's episode. Join us again next week for another Why Does My Partner? We hope that you continue to listen wherever you get your audio and that you'll follow the show. To go deeper, join us at our bootcamp. You'll find the next date at whydoesmypartner.com. Did you know you could ask us your question? Your questions are relational gold. Go to whydoesmypartner.com to either write in or record your question for a future episode. We want to tell you more about our sponsor, Therapy Wisdom. Jules is one of their amazing educators, and you can also find teachers like Janina Fisher, Bessel van der Kolk, Deidre Fay, and Akila Riley-Richardson, plus a bunch of people you might not have heard of, but will definitely want to start following once you take their courses. And because you listen to us, the Therapy Wisdom team is offering a secret code to give you free access to one of my one-hour wise conversations. Use the code WDMP at checkout. If you're a licensed therapist, coach, healer, or someone who's invested in doing the deep work of personal healing and want to learn about topics like neurobiology, supporting trauma healing, incorporating intersectionality and somatic work, then this is the place for you. Discover some of the most heart-led and quality courses available in a community of people who are invested in spiritual growth, equity, inclusion, and developing expert-level clinical skill. Visit therapywisdom.com or click the link in the show notes and use the WDMP discount code. Thanks, Therapy Wisdom. We love you.